I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the house And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com and beefer of beefs. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What an intro. <laughs> you would throw that out there. So beef, today, I, I, like, I like hamburger beef. Today, if you guys are on Twitter, obviously you saw that uh, somebody called us out for, for mocking fish. And for talking about fish on our podcast. And we do occasionally throw some jabs here and there. We jab at everybody. You know, we throw jabs at Moneyball people. We call people out from smoking Cuban when it needs to be. We, we you know, we poke fun at Mavs.com things. We we do all kinds of stuff. We poke fun at other locked on hosts. We poke fun at the, the, the Sacramento Kings locked on guy for that that very stupid Luca song. And I will I will stand by that <laughs> statement. I will not for like Bagley over Luca. I, yes, I will not yes. apologize for that statement at all. That was a stupid song, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we were called out about our, our mocking with about fish, and uh, sometimes we go over the line. I think maybe we, maybe we went over the line in the sense that uh, we just tried to make it so so covert that we didn't say it out in front, and that's kind of that's a little cowardly. I mean, we are just trying to make fun, and we're not trying to disrespect or anything like that. But we uh, we don't agree with some of the tactics that you know fish and his crew use we don't agree with some of the things that they do uh and we obviously poke fun at some things but you know i talked to the fish on the phone isaac talked with the fish on the phone today it's all good you know nothing nothing no ill will between us i mean there's nothing really it's there's really nothing there we, we like to poke fun and sometimes it's an easy target when you put yourself out as an easy target and fish would admit that he puts himself out there as a target a lot all right listen i said i said i wasn't gonna say anything but i'm gonna say that <laughs> Fish DM'd us today and said, hey, let's talk on the phone and uh, wanted to chat and uh, say, hey, sure, man to man, let's chat. And uh, yeah, uh, I say the same thing I said on the phone. We did poke fun about it and uh, we will Fish, continue to poke fun about it. Yeah, yeah. This is part yeah, of it. And he, he and he took it. He took it really good. And he's like, hey, yeah, this you know, he wants to be in on the joke. And that's that's cool uh, that and he knows that he uh goes about business and reporting and you know all that stuff in a different um a way his approach is different to covering uh the mavs and sports and stuff and and that's cool and whatever floats their boat so yeah we have fun with it whether we took it too far or not you know whatever so but it's all good whatever there you go today on the podcast what we're going <laughs> to talk about for real actual basketball nba stuff that is not about meats or beefs or any kind of Hey, Dirk's Dirk's celebrity game is this Friday night. Is it really? Oh man, it's coming up. It's this Friday night. It has some big time people in it. Uh, uh, has I heard, a- I heard uh, that Dennis is coming back for it. Dennis is coming back uh, for it. I saw Dwight. Uh, a is lot in of it. the, a lot of the, st- the staples are in it. Like ex Mavericks, uh, Sean Marion's in it. I Michael saw Danny Finley. Bollinger's in it. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not. Man, that was a that was something. I cannot believe that they put that list out with Danny Bollinger, who's a photographer that got fired from the Mavericks for, you know, being caught up in the uh, the harassment thing. That was that was wild. Somebody posted an old list. I think that's all that happened with that. 
Uh, I don't think that they he would actually play in the game, but I just thought that was wild that they put that out there. And this is this Heroes thing is not run by the Mavs, by the way. A lot of people think that, but uh, it is not run by the Mavericks. So, anyway. More people that's playing in the game is uh, people that I'm excited about. Rafael Palmero. How about that? I, I was super hyped to see his name when I was growing up, when I was actually a, a, an actual baseball fan, because I grew up going to... Uh, Believe it or not, I've been to more Cincinnati Reds games than probably probably Mavericks games. Actually, Mavericks games have outweighed Reds games, but I grew up going to Cincinnati Reds games more than anything. Same. And I loved baseball, and uh, I'm just not as into it anymore. And I wish I was. I want to. I just can't get into it. And uh, But anyway, Palmera, I love <laughs> Rafael Palmera. It's cool he's in it. Uh, Herschel Walker's playing in the game. I thought hey. that was big time. Uh, yeah, Dennis is back. That's super cool. Uh, Dez is back playing in it. I mean, people Dez love Bryant, Dez. wide receiver for the former wide receiver for the Cowboys. Yes, we're super uh, super hyped for him. And there's a bunch of other people. Uh, my wife's super uh, pumped for Jeff Stoltz, uh, which is he used to play in Seventh Heaven, and so she thinks he's like a super attractive human being. And what do you think uh, about him? He's a nice guy. He's played in it for a while. He has some connection to Dirk, I guess, but um, feels like Demarcus Ware is coming back, which is uh, super cool. He'll get a warm reception. Bunch of Cowboys, you know, bunch of Mavericks, and, and all of that. So yeah, you go. Um, the list of, or the roster list is a bunch of different places. And wait, who who is Chidobi Awuzie? He's a cornerback for the Cowboys, or a, he's a defensive uh, okay. back. I, he might be a safety. I'm not super. Okay, pretty much the whole Cowboys team's playing like Dak, Zeke, everybody. It, Adobe, uh, we, we've okay, okay. Uh, we've said it a thousand times, but it literally is one of the funnest things to go to. So if there fun. are if there are still tickets left, uh, get your tickets. Go to it. Uh, it's a it's blast. A, it's, yeah, it's in Frisco where the the Rough Riders play. It's a great the Dr Pepper Wall Park. It's a great park. Um, it's a great event. It's awesome. It's just, it's fun. It, there's lots of things that happen during it. You get to see Dirk try to hit a baseball. Um, didn't last year Dirk hit an RBI and Mark Cuban came in for the run. Like that was a huge moment. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. I think Cuban is I, back playing. In this I one. did a, I did a full box score on, um, Mavs Moneyball, So you can go read that from the last game. So you can see all the stuff that happened. I think, uh, I think DeMarcus Ware had like four hits or something like that. Something crazy. Dak, did really? Dak did really well. Dak Prescott last year did really well. I always enjoy seeing guys like uh, Tyrone Crawford uh, and like these big D linemen up there swinging a bat, and you just feel like, man, if they make contact with it, it's literally it's going gone. to hit Oklahoma. And <laughs> it's going. <laughs> but it's fun, man. It's just, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun to go to. If you can go, go to it. That is uh, coming up. That's on Friday. And then um, what else we were talking about today is we're going to make our free agent predictions. We were going to do that yesterday. We ran out of time. And then we're if we don't run out of time today, we're going to do a, a free agent profile on Vooch, Nikola Vucevic. So we'll talk about his strengths, weaknesses, misconceptions, roster fit, availability, all that kind of stuff about Vooch and finally have that conversation in full. But before we do that, Isaac Harris. Everyone that is listening to this podcast should be subscribed, like many have said to me. If you are listening and not subscribed, it's weird. It's just weird. That's all I'm going to say. It's just weird. So uh, thank you to everyone that has subscribed so far, and thank you to everybody that has subscribed and followed on the Himalaya app. 
Right now, we are at 202 follows on the Himalaya oh, let's app. Let's go. That makes me super happy. I'm glad that everybody is, is downloading the Himalaya app. Uh, we are right now 34 behind Locked On NFL. So we would move into we'd move into fifth place on all Locked On podcasts as far as follows. So you guys are killing it. Uh, download we're the Himalaya. Not, we, da- we didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> download the Himalaya app. Well, right now we are we are third as far as NBA podcasts. It's Locked On NBA, Jazz, and then us. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Which is crazy. We're beating the Lakers. That's all that matters, right? Let's go. That is all that matters in life. <laughs> so download the Himalaya app. It's a new podcast app. There's all kinds of features on it. Try it out. Follow us on it. Um, and then also, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. All right, Isaac, let's start talking about these free agents because, man, it's just all over the place right now. Let's start with a couple of the guys that are in the finals right now. Mm. What's your feeling on this? We're just making our predictions where we think they're going to end up. So at the end of the summer, beginning of training camp, where do we think these guys are going to be? Clay Thompson. Uh, Warriors. No doubt. I have zero doubt. I mean, zero doubt. Like 100% he's going to be on the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I don't have uh, any doubt at all either. And yeah, we were just talking like, hey, it just feels like really every uh, couple of weeks, uh, the kind of uh, thoughts around the big names around the league or just free agency in general, there's more reports that come out, more uh, chatter, different things like that. So we're like, hey, let's let's throw another pot out there and just talk uh, a general skimming of what these um, our thoughts and opinion of where these guys could could be going this summer and. My stance on the Warriors still still hasn't changed at all. I I think that they will max out Clay Thompson at the highest number that they can, and which is obviously lower now because he didn't make an All NBA team. <laughs> the Warriors uh, kind of were a little happy about that, I bet. Yes, deep down inside, and uh, because I still think that uh, Kevin Durant's heading to the New York Knicks, and that wow, they're just going to keep keep their team together, and that you know Clay's going to stay back. I think they'll eventually you know resign. Draymond after you know he's going into the last year of his deal next season so I I think for them they just keep the band together and they keep those big that that big three uh, together for a long time there you go Clay Thompson um Kevin Durant you think he's going to the Knicks you've you've thought that forever it'd be wild yeah, that's if went, that's if the only the well Durant and Kyrie to New York we don't we're not in the business of like saying oh reporting stuff whatever that's just not us we we talk about it, you know, we share exclusive, opinions. exclusive, if you will. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that was a fish dr- joke. I, I have to now I have to now call them out. That was a fish joke. Just to make it fair. That's what he wanted. He wanted us to say when we were when we were poking fun. And so that was a poke fun. Exclusive, exclusive. I'm if you making. if you will. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like, yeah, my yeah. Durant, Kyrie to New York thing, um, that's a little sourced. So, yeah, I do believe that. You're sold on that. I'm uh, 99.9% sold on that based off some people. I hope so because I just want him out of the West. Just get all the good players out of the West. That's where I That's where I lean a lot too, unless they're coming to Dallas. And even so, I just want this, the right players to come to Dallas. <laughs> um, okay, Kawhi Leonard. How are we feeling Kawhi Leonard right now? It seems like every game – 
the the consensus is that he goes somewhere else. Okay, they lose. Well, he's definitely leaving for sure. If they lose yeah. the final, he's definitely. If they win, oh, he's got to stay. He has to stay because Toronto. He'll be he'll be a god in Toronto. He's already king of the north. All this stuff. I'm like, what? First of all, king of the. What are you talking about, king of the north? He's been there one season. He's won one finals game. I don't know. Have a little have a little love for loyalty. Maybe that's just the Dirk lover in me. But <laughs> well, I mean, I guess DeRozan never got crowned. So. Wow, he was. He's like Edimir from uh, from from Game of Thrones, the TV show. He just stands <laughs> up and he went and took care of his house in the Riverland. What did he, was he in River Run? Wasn't he in charge of River Run? And then he he tried to make his stand at the very end, and Poor Sansa, guy. Sansa told him to sit down, like, son. Sit down, sit down, uncle. Um, no, I mean, I I, don't, I guess I still lean Clippers for him. No one really knows with Kawhi. I mean, it feels like yeah, somebody was like, oh, Toronto could have a shot. Uh, is is LeBron, you know, courting him right now? Whatever, but no, I just how do you I feel court like Kawhi? Just like like cookies and milk, or just like a nice pair of slacks? Like I don't know. I don't know that that whole Nike lawsuit could be the thing, right? Did there. you see the story about him and his on, on defense today? No, there's a story. I just saw people tweeting out the um, just a just a snippet of it. But he was asking. He's he's doesn't under he didn't understand in high school help defense he's like i just don't understand why can't everybody just stay in front of their man like i can <laughs> like Kawhi's origin story where he's realizing he's one of the best defenders on the planet <laughs> like, <laughs> why can't everybody just stay in front of their man like me then we wouldn't have to have help defense it wouldn't exist it's <laughs> pretty funny also another report from Kawhi is that he is uh filed a lawsuit apparently against nike to get the the rights for his logo apparently the clippers like inspired him or something yeah <laughs> the clippers tried to go after the rights to his logo to present that in their free agency pitch Kawhi got the idea that he could do it himself so that's pretty funny if that was going to be part of their pitch and then he shows up and is like i did it myself anyway and I got thanks them. for the idea guys yeah uh, thanks I'm for go the do idea. that. hey <laughs> I'm gonna uncle go to dennis <laughs> did you hear that can you do that too yeah uh, but no, yeah, I still lean the Clippers to them. I I feel like it's kind of one of those Lakers things where the bread breadcrumbs have been there for yeah. so long that it's just kind of in the bag. And uh, I mean, to be honest, if he leaves Toronto, no one's gonna really hold it against him. Like, there's no he there's, didn't want to go there. Yeah, I mean, and he took them somewhere they've never been. So yeah, I, I still say he's a Clipper. Um, Kemba Walker. It feels now as if Kemba Walker is a lock to just stay in Charlotte. Unless the unless Charlotte does something crazy, like doesn't offer him five years, even if they don't offer him the supermax, I just feel like from that story from the Athletic the other day, yeah. uh, the Jared Weiss one, where he went to Tokyo and talked to, talked to Kemba Walker. I don't understand why he had to go all the way to Tokyo to talk to Kemba Walker. I guess that's where he is, but couldn't this have been done before he went to Tokyo? I before know. I went to Tokyo, I would have been talking to Kemba. Like, Listen, if I'm gonna come to freaking Tokyo. I have spoken to Kemba Walker within the last two years, and it was not in Tokyo. Let me tell you that. (laughs) Well, I would have to be guaranteed a super dang good quote if I'm going to Tokyo. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which there were some good ones in there, and it did bring a little bit of light to where Kemba's head is at at the moment. And that's kind of what sparked us want to do this, you know, mention this on the pod today with these free agents of the athletic story. It did, you know, kind of show that Kemba. Uh, one, how much the Supermax did mean to him, just the moment of finding out and how, you know, it's just, it's crazy and how important that fifth year is to him. That fifth year means a lot to him, where he's at in his career and how old he is. And 
how Charlotte is his number one priority and stuff. So if you connect the dots and everybody holds true to the word, uh, it looks like Kemba Walker should be in Charlotte next year because Mitch Kupchak said at the very end of the season uh, in their, I think it was their exit interviews that, hey, we're going to do everything possible to keep Kemba in, you know, in Charlotte. And in my opinion, and I know other people disagree with me on this, if I'm Charlotte, I have to supermax him, you know, or at least do everything I can. You know, if it, if, if a five-year normal max keeps him, then yeah, obviously you you, you want to do that. But whether it costs me a super max, I have to keep him because the moment you say bye to Kimba, I don't care what your cap situation looks like. You don't have any young cornerstone piece. Monk, Miles Bridges, they're fun, but it's not like a, a Luca or something like that. You're literally saying, I'm going to be in the lottery for the next five to six, seven years. I mean, we're going back you, to the Bobcats days. Yeah, you you just signed Kemba, and then you just try to reshuffle the decks, and you know within a year or two those contracts are off the book, and you have kind of a clean slate to try to rebuild around him. And it's not ideal, but I think it's a really tough sell for a fan base when you don't have anybody else waiting in the background to take the reins of the franchise. So, uh, yeah, I think he's back in Charlotte for sure. Yes, if man, if he leaves, that's just what that to Charlotte. That is just. It's $80 million difference, guys. People, like, $80 million that if it's on the table that he would have to walk away from to take from another team. Some don't players me- don't make that in their their whole career. <laughs> A most lot players, of players don't make most that. Most players their, probably don't make that in their whole career. That's wild. Yes, and don't – yes, and we mentioned this before. Don't tweet at us about, but what about income tax or what about endorsements <laughs> or commercials or whatever it is. I don't care if it goes to L.A., New York, whatever. It, we're talking about $80 million, so, like, that's a lot of money for somebody just to turn down. So I think he'll be on the table, and I think he'll stay there. How are you feeling about Kyrie? You still, you're still sold on the Knicks idea? The yes. Lakers thing, the Brooklyn thing is not – you're not feeling um, I could – I could see Brooklyn over the Lakers. The Lakers thing is kind of weird. I wish they would have got Ty Lue and just brought them all back together. <laughs> I just don't see him going back to the LeBron thing. I just, I just don't see that at all. I don't care what I read. I'm, I would, I won't believe that he wants to play with LeBron until the moment he puts on a Lakers jersey. I just won't believe it. I just, and I don't believe anything be about him. I literally, I. Anything that I've read about Kyrie, I'm like, I don't think that's true at all. The all-seeing <laughs> eye tells me. Oh my goodness! That <laughs> no, I think he'll be in New York with Kevin Durant. And and to, uh, to go on top of that, I know some people hammered the Knicks for that report that came out and saying, hey, they're they're thinking about um, trading down with like Atlanta or something and getting yeah. like eight and ten. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I seen Bill Simmons tweet out, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing for the Knicks. It's a three-player draft. They would trade out of it. Blah blah blah. Listen, if you're getting KD and Kyrie, that totally makes sense to me because who guys that you could get it at like eight and ten? Like, what if uh, you know a Brandon Clark's there at eight? What if a Jared Culver's there at eight? What if some of these guys at eight and ten, and you get two pieces that really do fit really nice alongside Kyrie and KD? I would almost, or if there's a way for you to move back to eight and ten, and then you package like Dennis, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. and eight to move up to six or something to get Culver. If you could walk away with like a Culver and like a Nas Little, something like that, I see. I would almost lean that way instead of taking R.J. Barrett. If I'm, if I'm New York and I'm getting KD and Kyrie, what do you think about Nas Little? Are you a fan? Do you love him? I think he's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a fan. 
I was he was super frustrating uh, watching him this past year because it's just Kobe White kind of overpowered him because Kobe White was you know amazing and kind of got better as the season went along. But uh, and Roy kind of used him a little different too. But I think he will be fine in the NBA. I don't think I think he'll be fine. It's just how you view the draft. I, I think is super. It's like the DeAndre Hunter conversation. If I don't think DeAndre Hunter will ever be a 20-point-per-game score that's like the best player on your team, but I think he's a high-quality role player. And I think once you get past those top three picks, that's what you want. And I just want people to like remember that. Of like, I've just seen and heard different things on podcasts over the past few weeks of like, man, I don't even know. Like, look at Culver and Hunter. Like, we're talking like five, top five, top six picks, and I'm just not sure about them. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure about them being like stars, but like, I think they'll be really good role players on some good teams, and I think that's what you want after those top few picks. For sure, it's this isn't a draft like last year. We've talked about it a thousand times. Like, and sometimes I would rather have a, a a high end role player than like a guy with a huge variance. That you just you know you have no idea yes. whether he's going to be super good or, or awful out of the league kind of guy. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler. How are we feeling about Jimmy Butler at this point? Are we allowed to credit Reddit? No, I feel like he's going. I feel like he's going back to Philadelphia. That, I think that's the guy they retain. If let's say they had to choose, I think yeah. they would choose Jimmy Butler over Tobias. That's just my my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I've still been in the camp that if I'm Philly, that you just got to max them both out, and you just got to you know do your thing to do whatever you have to to keep them both. Because I think there is a, a decent conversation or a thought to think about of saying, man, look how much the East can change next year. It was so powerful this year, but if Kawhi leaves. And then Kyrie leaves if Kyrie goes to New York or Brooklyn or whatever. I mean, you're literally looking at, you know, Giannis and them, which whatever question marks you want to have with them, as you, you know, so Philly brings everybody back, they're going to be one, one of the top favorites of the East. And yeah, I think if you had to pick, you're going to pick Jimmy Butler. And uh, I think Windhorse reported the other day that, you know, they're, you know, preparing to offer the max contract for him. And I honestly think he'll get it. I think he uh, ultimately, I think he's staying Philly on that max. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I saw this tweet today and I forgot who it was, but they're like, how funny is it going to be that everybody speculates for all this time and then almost every free agent just stays where they're at on like max deals? And I'm like, that could be very possible. It could happen, but it just feels like Except Kawhi. Kyrie. Feels like Kawhi will move, Kyrie for sure, Durant. You know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Feels like those three guys are the most movable, and they're kind of the top end guys. And they are the top, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's take another break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Vooch. Let's talk about Vooch. Talk about Vooch, baby. But before we do that. Thanks to Untucket for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea or you just want to look good yourself, these shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com. The promo code is NBA to get 20% off. Untuckit, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. Promo code NBA, 20% off. Untucket shirts. All right, Isaac. Nikola Vucevic, we talked about it. We've, we've talked about him before. Um, made an All Star team last season. He's been on this this Magic team that has just been not even not even wallowing in mediocrity, just be- way below that for years and years. <laughs> and they have these you know top level um, draft picks that come through, and they they disappoint over and over and over again. And now he finally makes a free makes you know an All Star team. He's going to be a free agent. 
Uh, he's 28 years old, so he's a little bit. That might be a misconception. He's a little older than maybe a lot of people think. Just because he just finally jumped onto the scene doesn't mean he's you know 24, 25. Uh, He'll be 29 when the season starts, so. right? And D'Angelo Russell's 22, so like the difference between some of these guys is just it's so big. So, how are we feeling about Vooch as far as the Mavericks? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like we would both say if there's a name that's been connected or talked about the Mavericks the longest dating back to before the season even ended it would be DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> no well I meant like over the past like six to eight months uh, it'd be it'd be Vucevic and and you know people have talked about him a lot how he'd fit in Dallas uh, Brad Townsend's thrown it out there before you know at the paper and some pieces that he could be a target this summer uh, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer and had a breakout season, all-star this past year, 20-12 and 12 a game, 36% from three. I mean, literally one of the best big men in the game. Like, that's not a... Um that's not an overstatement this past year. I mean, he had an unbelievable season. And I was so I was really, really happy that he got rewarded uh, for that in his all-star bid uh, because he deserved that 100%. Because uh, when you look at um, this past season, Nick, how many players, 20, 20 points per game, 12 rebounds a game, 36% from three, how many players do you think did that in the league this past year? Towns, Vooch. And that's it. Not Anthony Davis? No. There are only two players that did that this past season, and that just shows you a little bit. And, I mean, not, you know one of them, but there's only three players that's ever did that in NBA history, and that's Vucevic, Towns, and Kevin Love. Towns has, has did it three times. Kevin Love's done it three times, and Vooch has you know, done it one time. So it, it's not – his stat line's not something you just sweep underneath the rug and say, okay, cool – Great, great year, bro. He had a heck of a season, and he deserves all the praise for that. And so the connection to the Mavericks is, you know, why would he come to Dallas? And he does have those connections to Porzingis and Luca. And um, there's agent stuff with him. There's, you know, just he's been in Orlando for so long. Is it time for him? I mean, he kind of fits that bill of a veteran who just became an all-star. He's like in the prime of his career. He hasn't really won a ton. Hey, I, you know, it's a time for him to move on to another. It could be time for him to move on to another team and say, Hey, I want to, you know, really be a perennial, uh, playoff presence, uh, every year, you know, that I can. And, he did get a little exposed in the playoffs this year, though. <laughs> I was out on. But him anyway, be- let's focus on the strengths, though. <laughs> I was out on him before the playoffs. Well, I'm just let me just give my my feelings on him right now. I was out on him before the playoffs for the Mavericks. The playoffs happened, and then I jumped back on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, greatly exposed. Albeit Isaac, he was playing the Raptors, who have Marcus All and Siakam, and one of the best yeah. defense. I mean, they are they are giving the Warriors issues. No, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not holding that against him. You know, I'm not saying that because I saw, I did see a lot of tweets that uh, during that playoff series was like, oh man, if you're a big fan of Vooch, you know, this playoff series is really taking a hit on you right now. And I'm like, uh, you're like, uh, why do you keep making faces? My computer, my computer is like freezing up for a second, and I thought it was gonna disconnect, and I was like, oh no. 
Uh, well, I thought I finally stopped because I thought you, I thought you were like looking at me thinking that I've been frozen forever and you haven't heard anything I said. Nope. Well, we're good. Keep okay. Uh, but people were thinking, you know, in that playoff series, people were tweeting and said, man, if, if you're fans of Vooch right now, like it, it must suck for you because he isn't playing very well, but you make a good point. I mean, the Raptors are one of the best defensive teams in the league. And, um, so our thoughts on him with the Mavericks, we're not in a, well, I'll say we, but I'm not out on Vooch as a player. I think he's incredible. There's this one, it kind of goes in the same path of why would we be out on him coming to Dallas? It's, it's just because of the price tag that I think he, he will get. And I think he will deserve, I think he should, and probably will get a price tag around like 20 something million. And I think somebody will hand that to him. Now, listen, if we didn't get Chris Tapps Porzingis, then I would be I'd be all down for it. Because at that point you bring yeah, him in as your Yeah, it's different then. I would say bring him in. Let's do this. He fits. He you know, he could hit from the outside. He's a rebounder. Um, but it kind of goes into that hey, paying somebody uh, that paying somebody to his caliber to play alongside KP over twenty million dollars a year on a long-term deal for the most part, probably that realistically, if you get into the playoffs that the, your best lineup might be him off the floor. And that's what kind of scares me a little bit. Right. And that was part of my, my, you know, distaste or, or dislike for adding DeMarcus cousins is, is part of that. Um, him on the floor maybe is your, you know, isn't your best, most optimal lineup. Um, Strengths for Vooch, though. I mean, the scoring, the rebounding, he can shoot out on the perimeter a little bit. Uh, his elbow jumpers, he's, he's great at that. Um, he's a good passer, too. 3.8 assists per game. His assists have gone up pretty much every single year. Uh, and he's been averaging 30 minutes a game since his second season in the league. So for, for a long time now. So it's not like – and he's been getting a lot of opportunity. He's just he's, – he's really actually just improved <laughs> every single yeah. year. So, I mean, that is a positive, too, that – you know, he still is improving just every single year. He's adding things and getting better. And uh, another thing that could go with a misconception is his three-point shot. He hasn't come, he didn't come into the league as a three-point shooter. Um, he just recently started shooting threes, really. He took this whole, um, like, the Marcus Gasol, Brooke Lopez path where he just woke up one yeah. day and started shooting threes. The first, let's see, first five years in the league, he took eight threes, three threes, zero, six, and nine for the whole season. That was the only threes he took. Then – uh, 2016-17, he was 26. He took 75 threes that year. That's uh, j- that's one per, literally one per game. And then when he was 27 uh, last season, he took 204 threes, and he only played 57 games, so that was a lot. Uh, and then this past season, he took 231 threes total in 80 games. So he really just recently started shooting them, and he's hitting them, which you know is is great. Uh, 36.4% this season, 31.4% last season. But he hasn't been a guy like Porzingis that came into the league shooting threes right away. Yeah, the the improvement on the outside shot is huge because this past season shooting at 30, you know, 31% last year, 36% this past year, that's big, especially if you're going to, you know, you can you he does give you the luxury that you could put this guy at center and which he did play, you know, that's well. We'll talk about that segment. Your center position can shoot, you know, thirty six percent from three, and you know he shot three threes a game. I think this past year, uh, something that is kind of weird, and 
that kind of contradicts each other is that he shot 36% from three, but looking on synergy, his, his spot up shots, he was a below average spot up shooter at 28% on the league at a 0.87 points per possession as a spot up shooter. Something that I think would be a change up for him in Dallas is, you know, compared to what he did last year in Orlando. And this is a positive, a strength of his is that, you know, he can get down in the post and he has post moves in the post. In Orlando, 20, 26.9% of his offensive possessions were post-ups. That was by, you know, like that was by far um, the leader for him as far as offensive possessions. It wasn't, it, you know, that was his game. That was his thing. And if he wasn't doing that, you know, he was shooting outside shots. So I wouldn't, um, educated guess, his offensive possessions won't be 26% post-ups if he comes to Dallas. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit different than that. But we'll have uh, some space to work with. Definitely have some space to you know to work with at that. But I did find, yeah, his spot up and catch and shoot numbers aren't the best on synergy, but yet his percentages on basketball reference are like, hey, he's 36%, you know, shooter from the outside and stuff too. So we talked about the roster fit a little bit before, um, but it's kind of easy. You, you'd fit him right in at the five. He would start at the five. He would play right next to Porzingis. I mean, they would, I think they would play great together. I think you'd be able to figure out ways to play them. It's just when you get down to it, when you have to play your best lineup it just might be with him off the floor um the way he got exposed against toronto is just he's slow and if you get a guy that's in his face that tries to force him to create something he just he can't really uh especially a guy like marcus all that can <laughs> just really take you out of a series so uh he's gonna feast on on guy on teams that can't defend him size wise or out on the perimeter um and then if you get somebody that can handle that like marcus all or you know Anthony Davis, a bunch of other you know players in the league, then then you're gonna have some issues. So roster fit yeah. that makes sense. And then um, you want to say something about roster fit? Well, no, it just goes back to our boogie conversation yesterday that you you know, brought up earlier in the podcast of a lot of what they bring to the table is kind of similar as far as they're both bigger bodies. Uh, they're both going to play the center position. They're going to be the bangers down low against the MB Jokic people of the world. Uh, they're going. They're really good rebounders. Vucevic averaging twelve boards a game. I mean, Dallas needs a rebounder <laughs> desperately, and uh, you know they can both shoot from the outside. So they both give you that. The difference is it just comes with the price tag. Like on court fit. Dallas needs a guy just like Vucevic to play alongside Porzingis, especially like in the regular season or at the beginning of games and all that stuff. I'm we're totally down for that. I'm totally down for that. We I want a guy like that. It's just a matter of do you want that guy being being paid over twenty million dollars a year? That's your question, and that's why that's the only reason I'm out on the fit in Dallas because once you I mean you're looking at paying Porzingis. And Vucevic and Tim Hardaway, you know, over twenty million dollars next year. And I mean, there's a realistic possi- there's realistic possibility that your best lineup at the end of the game doesn't include two of those three players. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you, like your cap is completely uh, like fifty percent of your cap would essentially be going to Porzingis and Vooch. <laughs> and yeah. the Mavs can get away with that a little bit because you know Luca's making less money. And but then you also have you know Tim Hardaway is making like eighteen you know nineteen million. There's all of a sudden you're just that's your team, <laughs> you know for for this season and the next too because you have to you'll have to sign Vooch for multiple years. So uh, availability, um, I think I think he's gonna stay in Orlando. I think they give him that full. Oh really? 
Uh, I just I can't find another I can't think of another spot where he would go. I mean Dallas, Dallas would make sense from the outside if you you know you try and think about it from the outside looking in. But from us who follow the team every single day and you know know some things, I don't think that that's what they would do. By the way, do you you remember that Vooch was part of the Dwight Howard Andrew Bynum trade? Yes, and in hindsight, it looks like Orlando won this in the long run. It's wild. Which is super fun. I Ig- love that. Iguodala was also in that trade. So, Iguodala to Denver. Wow. That was a four-team trade. Bynum to Philly. Yeah, that was a lot of stuff. I remember that trade. I, I very, very – he was he was my absolute favorite player in the league, Dwight, Dwight Howard was. And then in one season, he went from my absolute favorite player to my least favorite player. It was just, It's never happened before where a guy went from – most favorite. We both love Dwight. His Orlando years at the very beginning. So it was fun. So fun. He I was, love that. Honestly, Courtney he was Lee, like Giannis. Nelson. Yeah. He was like Giannis it, now. Everyone loved him. He smile on his face. You know, he was just great guy. There's all these stories. I was younger then, so I didn't read into stuff as much, but there's all these stories about him being like a big Christian and stuff like that. So you like looked up to him for that. He came right out of high school. He, you know, all it was, it was just like, seemed like an awesome guy, you know, great to be around. And then, Man, just who know who knows what happens to a guy like that where you're on top of the world and then I feel like he aged so fast, like right before our eyes. It was wild. He did I mean he had some comeback years in in Houston though. I mean they did go to the Western Conference Finals, they had some good years there. But then all of a sudden, yeah, he's on the Hawks and the Hornets and where's he on now? He's on the Wizards. He picked up that option. (laughs) Yeah. Wizards. (laughs) Put his butt in gear Um, and picked up that option. What what else was gonna say about him? Oh, Vucevic. He's twenty eight years old. He's about to turn twenty nine. He's yeah. these are other players in the league that are twenty eight years old right now. Aminu, Lillard, Demarcus Cousins, Greg Monroe, Jay Crowder, Miritich, Rubio, Seth Curry, Terrence Ross, and Will Barton. Demarcus Cousins and Vooch are the same age. That's interesting. Same age. So, okay, right now, who gets paid more money this offseason, Vooch or Cousins? Vooch, because I think he goes back to Orlando for that full max. Ooh, see, I don't know if they give him the full max. That's very interesting. I could see your boys, the Lakers, taking a swing at him if they miss out on some people. I would not be completely opposed to that. Yeah. I think it'd be a good fit. Because in the difference between the, the Lakers and the, the Mavericks is that is Porzingis. That's the big difference. Putting Porzingis at the five is going to be your best chance, your best lineup. Whereas the Lakers don't have a guy like that. You have LeBron, who in his prime, you'd put him at the five, but he's not there right now. So you'd put him at the four. Vooch yeah, with at Vooch five. at the yeah. five, that like that that kind of works. And that's the thing. Like I think whatever Vooch goes to, he needs to be, that, he needs to be the five. That's all he plays. And – then you surround him, you know, surround him like in Orlando when they had Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon starting. You get these athletic, you know, forwards around him that can guard these guys and switches stuff. It kind of makes up for his lack of defensive versatility, you know, when it comes to, you know, guards singling him out and the switches and all that. I think Ingram and, you know, even Josh Hart, I think, can do that. Josh Hart was, was secretly like really good at defending fours and, and guys in the post hmm. this year. Like, I, look up his energy numbers of defending guys in the post or like defending bigger guys. He was, he was really, really good at it. I like to look up his podcast numbers. He's great on podcasts. <laughs> he always gives you something to talk about. There you go. Do you have any other final thoughts about Nikola Vucevic? I feel like we're both down on it because we, we understand what it would cost and we just don't think it, it's it, the best yeah. use of their cap right now. 
it's all about it's all about the cost, and I hope he gets his money. Sure. And yeah, it, yeah. I mean, if you if you tell me right now he'd come to Dallas on two years, thirty million dollars, fifteen a year, sign me up. Let's do it. Like I would love it uh, because I, I it's not it's not a fit thing to where I'm like, man, that fit would just suck. There's just no way it would happen. It, there's no way it could work. I think him and KP could definitely work in the front court, and you know it would be just fine. I would just I just get really scared of handing you know, somebody 20 something million dollars and it's not even really a health thing or just like, there's no off the court things, anything like that. Just 20 million, 20 million dollars a year to somebody that is, you know, that very well could not be in there at the end of the fourth because you want to put KP at the five and go more of this like small ball athletic type of thing that you're, you know, kind of seeing the finals a little bit some too. So yeah, that, that's the, yeah. That's just kind of where we're at about it. It's not a Vucevic thing. I think it's great. Uh, but for the price, I would uh, I would have my worries about it. Nope, we hate him. We dis- we detest him. No. He's the-, the lowest on our board. We have beef with Vooch. <laughs> I, ho- I hope he stays in Orlando. I hope he gets money. I think it would be, f- be fun for them and that they can just keep building their squad. But, I mean, eventually Mo Bamba's got to get a shot, I guess, right? I mean, On the Mavericks. Oh, Obama. Remember that time? Oh, never mind. What? Oh, remember Dennis Dennis from Obama who says no? <laughs> you remember that? I miss Dennis. I saw Dennis post a picture of him eating some scrambled eggs today, and that made me miss Dennis. Yeah, man. He was fun. He was fun to have around. Huh, yeah, I miss having that guy around. Hey, he'll be there Friday for the uh, Dirk Heroes game. Go get your tickets for Dirk Heroes. It's, it supports Dirk Nowitzki's foundation. Uh, it's a great time. It's one of the events that I miss the most in Dallas. So if you're able to go, go, because I am not, and I envy you. <laughs> yeah, go to it. It's fun. It goes to a great cause, too. Dirk is just amazing, and come out and support support Dirk. And, uh, yeah, we'll have pods the rest of the week. We'll continue talking free agency. Uh, we'll have some uh, – we keep on saying that we're going to have some draft pods coming up with some second rounders. Those are coming. We're going to have some guests talking about second rounders too. Uh, you're going to, at some point, you're probably going to get sick of us talking about so many different second rounders, but it's literally kind of where we're at because once you get into the later part of the first round, especially you look in these mock drafts, I mean, it's just a crapshoot at that point because there's so many guys um, across the board that literally can go in the late teens, 20s, 30s. Yeah, like last year when we thought we were going to go at five, there was, what, four options? <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was, there was literally four to five options, and now there's – I mean, there's – we made our our initial list. It was probably, what, 25 guys, and we tried to, to narrow it down to guys that were at least going to be in that range. I mean, it's just all over the place. And there's not a, there's not a particular – if you look at the Mavericks roster and – uh, the guys that they're bringing back there's not a, a spot that you're saying man that's a glaring hole they really really need a guard they really really need a center or a big man or something like that they really can approach us like they always do and say hey literally best player available and we- honestly <laughs> i think that's the best route for the second round you you try to get just best player available you try to get somebody that, that hits i mean even like when the warriors took draymond green i mean they had david lee that that position was on lock, and he was kind of a, a tweener guy. They didn't really know where they're going to play him, but they just thought he was the best player that was still left. They took him, and then you know a couple years later, you know he's starting in place of their two time All Star David Lee. I mean, David Lee was like, man, imagine if I don't know how would you how would you put this, but I mean, David Lee was kind of like Tony Romo. 
in a way, right? Like he was a super fan favorite. And then all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere and like Dak Prescott and took over his spot. And took wild. a spot. I mean, just look at Jalen Brunson last year. They took Brunson. We're like, really? We don't even need Brunson. We have Dennis Smith Jr. at the point guard. We had JJ Perea back. Yogi Ferrell, like they probably want him back. And Seth Curry's a free agent. Like you're like, oh my gosh, these are four guys. We want Seth and Yogi back. JJ's back. Dennis is running point. Why do we just take Jalen Brunson? Somebody like you're like this, you know, point guard's not the why didn't they take a wing, all this stuff? And then before you know it, you know, Yogi's on the on the Kings. Seth went to Portland. Dennis Smith Jr. gets traded. And Jalen Brunson's logging big minutes, and I mean he's the only he's point guard on the roster at that point. <laughs> he's Trey Burke, <laughs> and that, and after JJ Bray gets hurt, and when push comes to shove, he was probably better than Dennis Smith Jr. for the Mavericks. Right away, yeah. <laughs> right away, it was better right away. Yeah. And now he looks like um, um, a super valuable piece moving forward that we've talked about Fred Van Vliet and some of these guys that it would not shock me if over the sometime, it would not shock me if sometime over the next two to three years, Jalen Brunson wins the Mavericks a really big playoff game. Yes. And that's a second round pick. God, we cannot wait to be talking about playoff games instead of the draft and free agency in like April. We we laugh and joke about our numbers right now and how many of y'all listen to this podcast, which is a crazy amount of people that we we can't thank you enough. And yeah, you guys are just nuts. Think, you guys are absolutely and, nuts. And we think about man, what happens when the playoffs come? Like, what? How's this gonna uh, be? And we're gonna be super hyped and just. I mean, we're yeah, pulling out all kinds of guests and fun stuff and recording at crazy hours. And but until then, until next spring. We'll still keep rolling strong. We'll keep rolling. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.